Waterfall, the CCW podcast. Hello and welcome to Waterfall. It's the water saving podcast brought to you by CCW, that's the Consumer Council for Water. Waterfall is the podcast to help you save water, save money, help the environment and combat climate change. Now this is a very exciting episode because we are giving you our highlights from season one. So I'm here with the gang. Karen's here. Hi Karen. Hello Mike. Are you looking forward to this highlights? Yes, it's going to be a bit like a trip down memory lane. I don't know if I can remember the summer. Um, Tom's here. Hi, Tom. Producer Tom. Hey, everyone. Hey, guys. Tom is ready for action. I can tell he's got that glint in his (sighs) eye. Um, So this is the highlights from season one. There's the highlights picked by Karen, Tom and myself. Um, I had to bring in Tom and Karen because I would have just picked lots of clips just featuring me and me only. That's just the way it goes. Don't forget, you can get in touch. Tell us your favourite bits. Uh, We have an email address, don't we, Karen? We do indeed. It's podcast at ccwater.org.uk. Thanks, Karen. So these are the highlights that we're going to feature today. I'm not sure if we should be afraid, Karen, that Tom's got his secret blooper reel that that he's promised not to share with the world. But I think that might see the light of day at some point. Yes, and there were, there were quite a lot of those, I seem to remember. <laughs> yeah, let's not go there. Tom's keeping stone for the moment. I say for the moment. I'm sure he's going he's gonna to whack us with this at some point. Um, so this episode, we have got tons of great stuff all about water, including snooping on your neighbours, big brother, hairdressers, plant arranging with Karen and iron brew. Our cup is literally overflowing, but in a very water efficient way with best bits. So where do we start? Well, why don't we kick off with the best piece of advice about how people can save money? We're going to keep talking about that as it's a, a you know, a really good piece of advice and something that's really going to be welcome at the moment in time. So there, there is quite a lot of variance in the amount of water that showers can use. I mean, you've already just sort of hinted at that. Um, so power showers, they can use up to 13 litres a minute and others use like around eight litres a minute. Um, so, so for a 10 minute shower, that can be quite a big difference between the total amount of, of water used. That's right. But I mean, the important thing is shortening your shower can make a huge difference in your water use particularly if you've got you know, a, a number of people in your household. And don't forget that a shower will also save you money on your energy bill as well, uh, because you're obviously heating the water before you're using it. Yeah, and that's an important point on uh, there's double benefits of saving water. If you're on a meter, you're safe from your, from your, 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 your meter, from your water bill, sorry. And if you, obviously you will save, if it's hot water, on your energy bill too. Because we, we've done some sums on this and it can save you a lot of money um, if you take a shorter shower. So we've looked at if you had a power shower and you then cut that from, say, 10 minutes to, to five. And if you had a family of four and each, each one of you was taking a shower every single day, what would that look like? So cutting your shower from 10 minutes to five, we've calculated that, it, that over a year you would save a massive £700. And that's just an incredible amount of money. And, you know, I think that does bust a myth that water saving isn't really worth it in terms of your pocket because that just really just isn't true at all I mean that is serious money isn't it I absolutely love that because it's a load of money and the money accumulates because it's energy and water together and that connection isn't really well known 
Um, and, and it's not something people intuitively make. And do you know what? We need a solution to this, don't we, Karen? I think you know where I'm going with this. I think I do. Yeah, I mean, this was a recurring theme, though, throughout the, uh, throughout the whole series, that, that kind of energy and water together makes a massive difference. Uh, people struggle, I think. I mean, I struggled. If you go and try and find the information that's out there about the combined cost of things, you know, running a washing machine, etc., it's actually quite hard to find, isn't it, Karen? It is, but there are some really good sources of information. So um, you can either look on the CC Water website or visit your local water company website as well. So you wouldn't need to do that if we had this thing. And this thing is called a cashometer. I'm a bit disappointed that no one's been in touch to take me forward on this idea. <laughs> well, it was, it was a really good idea. And I'm sure that at some point in the future, we're going to get there. So people can find real-time information then on their water use if they're on a smart meter. Yeah, close to it, yes. Do you know what I'd really like to see is just a single let's call it a resource meter or a cash out the door meter, a cashometer, in fact. We write, copy that, copyright that, a cashometer. I want to know at any one time how much money is going out of the house. So you, you know, pe- people don't really care. Is it, is it electricity? Is it gas? Is it water bill? What they care about is money leaving their pockets, money flowing out. And it, you know, particularly now in these straightened times, that that would be really important. As far as I know, that doesn't exist. Have you seen anything like that? No, I, I don't think we've got to that point yet. But you're absolutely right. You know, at the end of the day, people are more concerned at the moment about how much they're spending. But there are other benefits from using less water and energy. And, and those are things like reducing your carbon footprint um, and helping to reduce the impact that we're having on our rivers and streams. Because the water that we use at home clearly comes from those sources of water. And the more we're using, the more of a, um, a drain it's having on, on those water sources. Enjoying the show? Please consider leaving a five-star rating on iTunes and Spotify. Um, A recurring theme is how people can visualise how much water they use. I mean, the water industry tends to use um, Olympic-sized swimming pools, and that came up quite a few times. But I think you're you're right, Mike, when we agreed that that isn't a very good um, way of measuring or for people being able to visualise how much they use. Yeah, spot on our guests, so a number of our guests, and don't forget there will be a best of the guests episode, so check that one out. But a number of our guests brought this point up as well, didn't they? That there was that, that Olympic sized swimming pools was just a really unhelpful measure. And I think the problem is people do struggle to understand just how much water they use, and oftentimes they underestimate how much they use. Yeah, and that was interesting because when we asked the guests what their personal water use was, quite a few of the guests were saying, oh, well, I don't really know. And I had to specially look because we knew you were going to ask us this question. And these are people who have a connection with water. So if people have a connection with water are struggling, what does that say about how the, you know, the general public, the public at large, the awareness is just so, so low. Yeah, and I think it's particularly important, um, and especially at times of year uh, like this, that um, people are aware of, of what their water use is, if they, particularly if they're on a water meter because that can help them anticipate how much their bills are likely to be. But importantly, if they suddenly see an unexplained increase in their um, water use, it might suggest that there's a problem that they need to pay attention to. So really important to understand, you know, this is, um, it is, it is important. 
Okay, so there's ways you can find out about how much you use. And I think that's really important because obviously, well, you know, and that's your starting point if you're trying to reduce uh, your usage. You need to know what you're using right now. But how do you even like visualize what that is? Do you, do you, you know, what, what do we measure water in? Um, well, the companies and the sector more generally tends to use cubic metres of water, um, which I suppose is often quite difficult for people to visualise. But if you imagine a, a, a metre squared... <laughs> now, you do know, I'm just going to stop you now, because you do know our listeners going, I don't know what you're on about, right? So, I, a metre so Mike, squared. how do you visualise your water use? So what's a cubic metre in litres? Is that a thousand? Yes. Yeah, it's a, a, a thousand litres. Uh, yeah, I, 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 well, everyone uses Olympic-sized swimming pools as a, as a metric. I mean, how, how much water is in an Olympic-sized swimming pool? I think it's, it's like two and a half million litres. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, I, I struggle to relate that to what I actually use, you know. Um, I mean, I, I prefer the four-pint milk cartons because that's what I interact with, right? I go to the shop, you lift one up, I know how heavy it is, it sits in the fridge, I know rough. I go, like, there we are, that's roughly two litres, that's four pints. That helps me. Olympic size swimming pools doesn't really work for me. I don't know who invented that metric. It's it's rubbish. We should lodge a complaint. Do you, do you have a preferred way, Karen? No. Well, well as I say, I you know I I try to imagine imagine the meter cubed. You know that sort of you know makes sense to me. But um, some people uh, you know prefer for it in actual liters, like you say. You know people understand you know those big um, uh, fizzy drink bottles, for example, with two liter bottles. You know it, that's one way of doing it. Well, I'm sure you know I, I, that's my second preference is iron brew bottles two liter iron brew you know that's that's after milk that would be my next preference for uh, for for the, the official unit of, of measurement of, of of water so there were plenty of uh, recurring themes on on the podcast there were also recurring themes that just came out in the press more widely and of, of course there was a lot of it related to the drought which has happened this year and it's still ongoing in some parts of the country, and a recurring thing that came up again and again and again in the press is that is that we're all being tasked to snoop on our neighbours and grass them up if they've been using their hosepipe bands. But clearly, that's not the case, is it? No, absolutely. And and we did a, an episode where we actually spent um, a lot of time going through the myths around uh, droughts and temporary use restrictions. So um, yeah, a great myth busting episode. So let's go on to myth three. People are being asked to snoop on their neighbours. That's just not true. When there is a hosepipe ban, it's obviously um, put in place to help to save water. And we really want everybody to um, recognise the importance of us all playing our part and, and doing the right thing. If your neighbour hasn't been following the rules, um, it might be worth having a conversation with them because there's always the danger that they they could be approached about a possible fine. Um, but not everybody gets to hear about these things if they don't listen to local radio or you know have received communications from their company. So it might just be worth having that conversation. So it's good having a conversation about the current situation, but that's very very different than actually snooping on your neighbour and reporting them to the authorities. 
Indeed. And I think it's it's going to be um, really important that people recognise that we're all in this together. It's about us all doing um, a few small adjustments to the way we use water to try to conserve it for as long as possible. Now, we're not trying to be killjoys here. So if you do enjoy snooping on your neighbours, you can continue doing that. But just don't do it on the topic of hosepipe bands. Yeah, that was episode four. Check that out if you're interested. Now, we give a lot of advice out on, on Mosfall, practical tips to help people save water. And a lot of it is, it's a lot of it's common sense, isn't it? And, and, and you know, not, it's not that complicated. But sometimes advice isn't that obvious. Yeah, I mean, w- one of the things that I, I hope has been helpful is that we've tried to give people some uh, tips and advice for some of the things that they might not think have been particularly obvious. So, for example, if you're not on a water meter how um, you might be able to check to see if you've got a a leak on your property or um, some uh, internal plumbing problems. I think the next clip is is just an example of some helpful advice that hopefully will help unmetered customers track down leaks. So, so far we've been talking about leaks uh, and the concept of people having meters and then they can see it and identify it because their meters are worrying around. What if, what if you're not on a meter? Um, well, that's a bit more difficult, particularly if it's on the, um, the external pipe of it that we were talking about earlier. Um, often um, you may see um, some water appear on the surface. So, you know, whether that's if you've got hard standing or, you know, it's a, you've got a front garden. Um, but you can sometimes see sort of water um, accumulating on the surface. It might just be that you've got a particularly green patch of grass <laughs> in, your, in your front garden. Um, the other thing that might be a giveaway is if you've noticed that there's been a drop in the water pressure in your house um, when you sort of turn the tap on or, or, or um, you know, use other uh, water um, appliances. Um, so uh, if you think that there might be a problem, again, same same advice. Get in contact with your company. See what help water company. See what help they're prepared to provide, um, and and certainly do that before you contact a plumber. That was great advice there on how to spot leaks. Um, Karen, you do like dishing out the advice. I mean, it's been quite. I've not called you a guru in ages. I was considering that as your Christmas gift, a T-shirt that just said the guru on it. So uh, that, that's, uh, I'll have that around. When's your birthday? Let's work that out. Um, so, uh, but you do love dishing out advice and you also love gardening. And I don't know what, what we were thinking, but, but I don't know why Tom, you know, the producer, the ultimate controller of the podcast, um, why he agreed to give you a whole episode on gardening. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I think, I think um, I, bribes were involved. <laughs> I wasn't thinking clearly, Mike, okay. <laughs> but what I re- really liked about this episode is that you were, you were in your element. You were, you were just bursting out with, with advice and tips for people. But the, the, th- the thing I loved about this episode was where you just completely strayed into quite random advice. It was way beyond water use and more about how to just conserve your own personal energy. <laughs> I love this clip. Once you get into a little bit of a routine with it, it just becomes second nature. No, absolutely. And and also, if you are on a water meter, you're saving a little bit of money. But it does all add up. 
Another one that is worth considering as well is um, remembering to really think about where you place the plants in the garden because, um, you know, if you've got uh, plants that prefer to be in the shade or in full sunshine, grouping those together can make a real difference and it can reduce the amount of time you spend walking around the garden um, having to water them. <laughs> so you could just lay your plants on inside your back door <laughs> right next to your water box. Is, is that what you're suggesting? Well, it's something to think about. I mean, if you've got a long garden and um, a shed, say, two-thirds down, it might make sense to actually attach the water butt to the shed rather than the house because it will reduce the distance you're having to walk backwards and forwards every day. No, I, li- I absolutely love the way you're thinking there. And the other thing is, I know you mentioned this earlier, but even a small roof like a shed can collect an awful lot of water. Yeah, absolutely. Mike, um, one of the other recurring themes through the various uh, podcasts we've done has been the numerous visits you've made to the hairdressers, which is quite surprising given that you're the one of us that's got probably the shortest hair. So um, maybe we should um, listen to um, one of those um, hairdressing adventures. Great, great point. It all comes from the same place. Now, I know a lot of people as well um, really want to make better choices about you know, where they buy things from. So um, water use, I'm guessing, is part of that as well. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, I, I think, you know, increasingly people do care about um, the people that provide services to them or products to them. And um, that, that company's attitude to water conservation, but, you know, the environment more generally is, is, is bound to make them more attractive than potentially somebody that isn't showing that degree of care. Yeah, I mean, I find I getting really wound up when I, when I see businesses wasting water. There was a certain coffee outlet in the main station in Birmingham where we are, uh, Birmingham New Street, um, Bar Box, let's not name them, but sounds a bit like that. And they, they just had a tap running non-stop while I was queuing up and I could feel myself getting wound up by that. <laughs> I, I was like, properly wound up. But um, but also, uh, I went and got my haircut, another haircut, another haircut story. Um, went and got my haircut just before lockdown, right? So... 2020, February 2020, I'm sitting in a chair and this barber had two taps dribbling and it wasn't just dripping, it was kind of dripping that had gone into like a, yeah, it was running, but very, a very small amount. Anyway, I said to them, oh, you know, get your taps fixed. You're wasting a lot of water there. And the guy said, ah, ah, you know, do you want to get a plumber in? Now, cost me, cost me 50 quid to get a plumber in. He said, ah, it's not worth it, mate. And I was like, mm, you should really get them fixed. Anyway, didn't think much of it. Lockdown happened. I was, I got, my kids were cutting my hair during lockdown. I mean, we should do a whole podcast on that because that was quite funny in itself. Anyway, um, after lockdown ended, a year later, I went back and got my hair cut and the, t- the taps were still running, right? I was so incensed. I went back and then I worked out how much water that they had wasted. Get this, I'm not exaggerating. It was half a million litres of water and I worked out how much that cost them 1500 quid right so I went back in and I said <laughs> I said you know this um, this will this, 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 these taps will cost you 1500 quid uh, in water and the guy went oh I don't pay the bill mate 
Because he wasn't the guy who runs the shop. It was just some fellow who cuts hairs. He didn't care. Didn't care to who's. So I was so annoyed I just changed hairdressers. And as I've mentioned on earlier episodes, and please check out all the other editions of of Waterfall, my new hairdresser is a proper water champion. So there you go. But but that does make the point that we do make choices, don't we, based on the sustainability of businesses. And okay, for me personally, (laughs) wasting water does wind me up. Yeah, and I mean, what's amazing about that story as well is just how much dribbling taps can waste and, um, you know, and, and the money attached to them. Um, so I think for some businesses, the amount of um, water that you can save and therefore the money that you can save can really make the difference between staying afloat or sinking. Well, it can for small, diff- mm-hmm. well, for small businesses because people are struggling right now, you know. I love that hairdressing story and I, and I make... I make no apologies for sharing my hairdressing stories. You know, there's a reason why my hair is so short, because I just like going to the hairdresser. No. And complaining about water. Is that right? That's what, that's what you really live <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to what I think was definitely by far my favourite piece of research. Um, I want to I play a clip now about Sync Sense, um, because it's great for two reasons. One, we're talking about Sync Sense, which was a great piece of research. I mean, you, you liked this research too, didn't you, Karen? Oh, yes. I mean, it, it was it was really insightful and um, really showed that, you know, um, water use is just not at the forefront of people's minds. Yeah. So this is where we stuck cameras onto people's kitchen sinks so you could film how they use water at the kitchen sink. Obviously, we did this with their permission. We have to keep saying this. <laughs> so what I like about this clip, though, is that Tom also finds his voice. So Tom is here... He's, hey. he's, he's the controlling mind behind Waterfall. And there he is, behind the scenes, possibly chuckling away, grimacing at times. <laughs> but here, Tom steps up. He finds his voice. And then we're all left massively disappointed by his appalling performance at the quiz. So, uh, so we, we, there were 15 households that we used in Sync Sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so out of those uh, households, there was quite a lot of variation in the amount of times things were done yep. in the kitchen sink. So uh, what I'm going to ask you is to, to have a guess at the maximum amount of times these things were done. So okay. s- bear with it. So how many times a day was the kitchen sink tap used? What was the maximum uh, the households we, we followed. I'm going to wager, Mike, uh, around 25. 20 times. No, the maximum number of times mm. the kitchen sink tap was used was 58. 58? 58. I know. God. That's incredible. Um, what was the maximum number of times a household did the washing up? So out of the 15 households. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm thinking about times of the day, meals, etc. I'm going to say 10. 10, maybe. 28. 20. <laughs> wow. 28. It's like a banquet hall or something. Yeah, or just someone who's very, very overweight. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> what, was, what was the maximum daily length that a kitchen sink tap ran for? So total, total oh, yeah. running time of the tap. Yeah, I mean, look, we can all be negligent. I'm, I'm going to say 20 minutes. There must have been a tap going for. Very, very good. 23 minutes. 23 so minutes. You're getting, you're getting yeah. a point yeah. there after your abject yeah. failure on the first two. Um, <laughs> And then um, the, the final question mm. is the maximum length of time a tap ran for in a single, in a single use. Oh, wow. Um, 
So if 23, I mean, there's a clue in the last question. So if 23 was the total, yeah. it's obviously going to be less than 23. Yeah, yeah. Um, surely about 10 minutes. Surely someone was that egregious. Close enough. 14 mm, minutes. 14. So yeah, not bad. Not bad. Not Wild. bad. Two, 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 two out of four. Okay. I have some sync sense, but not. You, you do. You do. <laughs> Very good. Um, he certainly got that sinking feeling when he tried out, he had to do that quiz. Um, so Singh said, what a, what a good piece of research, though, uh, and, and told us tons of stuff. Um, and it is well worth checking out. I know this is hard to believe, and anyone who regularly listens to Waterfall might find this, might find this difficult to comprehend, but sometimes we do go off at tangents. And it's mainly me. Here's one of my favourite tangents, which is where we discovered what Craig Phillips, who's the first winner of the first ever Big Brother, uh, is doing now. Absolutely love this. Craig Phillips, come on the show, please. Please. Enjoying the show? Please consider leaving a five-star rating on iTunes and Spotify. I saw a really good video that um, United Utilities had done online. And this... um, explained all about how toilets worked and explained the difference between the different makes of toilets and the old toilets, new toilets and all that kind of malarkey. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Um, but what I enjoyed the most about it was that it featured Craig Phillips. Now, Karen, do you know who Craig Phillips is? Uh, no. So he, he was the guy that won the first ever Big Brother, and which was back in 2000. And Big Brother was... Fantastic. I used to absolutely love it. So my kids, I was watching this video and I was getting really excited because it was like, oh, a video about water and about toilets and Craig Phillips. <laughs> and they were like, Dad, you are the saddest person that you were getting so excited about this video. But it, I absolutely love it. I really recommend it. We'll put a link to it in the show notes. Craig Phillips, come on. Let's, we need to try and just get him, get him on the show. That'd be awesome. Uh, did you ever watch Big Brother, Karen? Um... I can't say I did. Oh, Karen. <laughs> oh, I, was, I was like properly addicted to it until it went down the dumper. Now, for anyone who is under the age of 30 and is wondering what Big Brother is, think of Love Island, but without the skimpy clues or the slightly ridiculous coupling up. Um, certainly moments that made me smile did, to some extent, involve some of our guests. Is that just because you were desperate to get away from me? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's it's always interesting to get another person's take on some of these topics. And um, we were able to bring in some real experts, you know, people that, um, you know, are, are focused on water matters um, in relation to the water side of things and the wastewater side of things. And, and Steve Grebby, um, our CCW expert on all things wastewater, was no exception. Steve is a big, big moment I'm going to welcome our first guest. It's Steve Grebby, CCW's expert. I don't know if this is an all-time low or an all-time high when the guest applauds himself. <laughs> There's nobody else here. <laughs> Steve, come you back were, yourself, mate. You're, you're, <laughs> you told me that. You're our, you're our first guest. How do Delighted. you feel about that? Delighted. Honoured. What can I say? What can I say? It doesn't make me a special guest. It does make you a special guest. You're special, Steve. I feel anyway. very special. Good. Um, look, we, we're, we're, we're talking about sinks and toilets, and I know you absolutely love it. Poo. You've, you've been talking poo. sinks, toilets, and poo, poo almost all your career. I have, yes. There is a name for that. Sad. Well, there's a different name for that, which I think we can't really say on the podcast. Already, <laughs> producer Tom's looking worried. Uh, he's sending yeah. me memos saying no more guests. Um, but look, we, we've been talking about the, the three Ps. Uh, 
for what you shouldn't be flushing down, well, what you should flush down the loo and fogs for, for, for sinks. Um, but what, what should we do with the stuff that you shouldn't, you shouldn't flush? You know, so. Bin so, it. Bin it. Very simple. Bin it. Is it really the only things that? that go down the loo? Paper, pee, and poo. Paper, as in toilet paper, no other paper. Three P's. Paper, pee, and poo go down the toilet. Everything else goes in the bin. So if you haven't got a bin in your bathroom, then you need to start asking yourself why. So that's your top tip. Get, get a, a bin. bin in your bathroom. Get a bin. What about sinks, though? Because I think um, that, that makes perfect sense to the loop. But what about sinks? Because I think there is stuff that you put down the sink that the sink is the easy option. It is. The, I mean, it's, you know, we all have habits that we've built up over time, but there's no reason why we can't change those habits without, you know, changing our lives completely. And everybody's got a bin in their kitchen. You just need to put the stuff that you currently put down your sink in the bin. Love that clip there with Steve Grevy. That that clip really does make me smile every single time. I just love I just love the fact he unashamedly claps himself. <laughs> He's awesome. Um, and but one of the things we've really liked this year is getting feedback. And we've got quite a bit of feedback and we do thank everyone who, who gets in touch with the show. Um, and by far my favourite piece of feedback, I'm not sure if Karen will agree with this, is um is where uh, when uh, Sabine from Germany got in touch, sharing a German, a certain German social media post. Things took a bizarre turn. Yes, I see. I seem to remember that Tom and I felt suitably challenged by your German accent. <laughs> I'm not even convinced it was German. Now, you do know that I love getting feedback on the show, and we have had feedback international feedback if you will so we heard from sabine who got in touch she is from germany hello sabine and thank you for listening uh, see how surprised they are that we've actually got a listener in in, in, in germany anyway sabine uh, flagged something that had been sent around on social media from a, a german radio station and a uh, bit of important context is that it, most of germany is in drought so uh, the, the vast majority of the country is in drought and it's quite a serious drought. We, you know, there's been things on the news about that. The rivers are running dry, big rivers and transport problems because the barges can't go up the Rhine and all sorts. So anyway, so she said something that was uh, put around by uh, SWR, who are a radio and TV station. Her, heard of them? Not, not no, big on our no. German radio stations and TV. <laughs> no, no very good old Tom's getting in there with the German already. Anyway, so she sent something through, which is great, by the way, and it's from social media. So I'm going to read it out. Um, I'm going to read it out in German. Uh, so I'm going to apologise in advance to everyone, basically everyone, uh, for, for this. Um, I do have all grade German, so Tom, you, you're under the age of 40. That's like GCSE, or if you're listening in Scotland, that's like Nat Fives. Um, so here is my best German. Um, here we go. Duschen und Pinkeln. Einmal am Tag in die Dusche Pinkeln spart rund 2200 Liter Wasser im Jahr. So, 
Again, again, I say I'm very sorry. I mean, there's lots of people who are listening in Europe going, and that's why Britain's left the EU. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> and, and, that's, and that's the other, this is the reason why we've not made the charts in Germany. Um, and we never will at this rate. Um, so, what, what does this mean? Any, any ideas? Karen? There was some reference to water in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, very good. Tom, producer Tom, looks to be cheating with some kind of internet-based device. You're not translating, are you? No, I, I was purely making sure I was recorded. Uh, douche, I heard. Some sort of toilet thing in there, I think. So we've got water and toilet. <laughs> we're getting warmer. We're getting warmer. Oh, God, oh, give us warm a toilet. No. <laughs> no, so duschen und pinkeln, that means shower and pee. Pinkeln is P. So, einmal am Tag in die Dusche pinkeln, spart rund 2200 Liter Wasser im Jahr. So, that's once, if one, basically, if you pee in the shower once a day, you'll save around 2200 liters of water in a year. Oh. There you go. Um, Wunderbar. Good, good, <laughs> oh, Tom, don't build your part up. <laughs> so, I'll good advice quiet. or not? Cameras say nothing. So well, I actually think they've underestimated their 2,200 uh, because they clearly have more water-efficient toilets in Germany than they do in the UK. Well, we can't really top that, can we, for a clip? So, uh, you know, I think we need to leave it in that clip from episode 11. It was definitely a highlight. <laughs> or a low light, depending on where you stand. Um, we're also going to be doing a, an accompanying episode on the best of the guests, and that's going to be a really fabulous episode. We had some superb guests, and they added such insight, and we really appreciate them coming on, and they're great ones to listen to. So that's going to be another really good reel of the best of the guests, so be sure to watch out for that. We are preparing now for the second series of Waterfall, and we would love to hear your ideas uh, on what we should be doing next. You can get in touch over the old email, can you, Karen? You can indeed. And um, that is podcast at ccwater.org.uk. So please do get in touch if you have any questions, any comments or suggestions for future episodes. And we just want to thank you all for, for listening to, to Waterfall during its first series. We've loved hearing from you and we've loved the fact that and we're still slightly surprised about the fact that you're listening. So it's goodbye from me, Mike. And it's goodbye from me, Karen. Oh, producer Tom, you've got to say goodbye to. And it's goodbye from me, producer Tom. <laughs>